What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. Basketball's back, baby! And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys, by the fans. That is us. As always, intro and outro music provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. You can give us a... Yeah, yeah, probably be good. But you know what? I mean, can they? I'm surprised Park and Main wasn't available. I don't know. I'll look into that for you, Paul. I will. I will inquire. I'm (laughs) probably... Probably. You're right. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul. I'm still at Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. We, along with the rest of the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, are available on all podcasting platforms. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, listen, all that lovely, lovely stuff. And subscribe in like multiple um, different like programs. Burn, you get like burner accounts and stuff. That would be useful. You, know, you got you got Stitcher. Get the do the one on your iTunes. iTunes doesn't even exist anymore. Whatever the podcast app is, um, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Take your wife's phone. Subscribe on there. Get your kids' phone. Subscribe on there. You know, help us out. You know. Yeah, I feel services. like I, I hey I feel like this is a good good time to bring that up, Paul. Considering we haven't done a pod in like six months, I feel like yeah, right I know. now is perfectly appropriate for you to. Months. It feels like it's been seventeen years, but that's not true. We did one like a month ago, or how long ago was that? Technically, we did one a week ago with yeah. with like fifty of our closest friends. Yes, which was really fun. I'm actually looking forward to doing it again once there's actual basketball played. That'll be super yeah. fun. Anyway, anyway, thank you to everybody who joined on that podcast last week. That was a lot of fun. Um, we definitely enjoyed it. We enjoy getting together with fans like us, whether it's in person or virtual. So anyway, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna talk basketball. We're gonna talk Suns basketball. I feel like Paul. Paul, though, you wanted to say a little something, something before we get into that. Just about the social climate of our world today. We want to make sure that we address this as a podcast because even though we've been gone, there are thoughts about it that Paul and I both share, and it feels only appropriate to at least, even though we're behind the times because, again, we haven't released anything in a while, it seems necessary and appropriate to still say something about it. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh... You're welcome, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Anyways, yeah, so it's yeah, it's been a very interesting and difficult time over the last like couple weeks since the murder of George Floyd and you know, obviously, I think a lot of but weirdly George was uh the an inflection point that we haven't seen in recent years with other unnecessary uh killings of African-American people around this country. I don't know if it has to do with just like the pent up aggression of dealing with COVID and everything like that. And then you see this horrendous video that just kind of, it just hit the right nerve at the right moment, but it's, I, I feel for 
my uh, black friends and um, colleagues and those out there who have to deal with this shit every day. I can't imagine what it's like. I will never be able to understand what that's like. I just try my best to understand that it happens and I'm learning and we all are Justin and I'm a, um, a lot of people I, I speak with are, you know, we're just, we're learning and we're open to learning more of how we are looking at things wrong not, you know, looking at things with blinders that we don't realize are there and learning how to get, remove those blinders and see what can be fixed and what should be fixed and try to figure out how to do it. I don't have answers. None of, I mean, it's all a process and it's going to be slow and it's going to be painful. And I'm just, we're just here to support in any way we can. And I know this is clunky, but it's a clunky thing to talk about. And I just, I I think I'm going to echo kind of what the guys at the timeline said. If you're against black lives matter, fuck you. (laughs) I that's that, Hey, you know what? That's perfect because I was going to boil it down to what, what goes on in our world and the problems that this world faces are all bullshit. And the fact that it's still a problem is bullshit at the end of the day. Change has to happen. Improvement has to happen. How that's going to happen, I, I, I similarly do not know. It's going to be a process. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I echo Paul's sentiments. As best clunky, clunk, clunky or not. Um, again, I, I sum up as the, the, the type of things that go on. What happened to George Floyd? What's happened for years upon years and years is bullshit and something has Breonna to change. Taylor, Ahmaud Barbary, Trayvon yeah. Martin. Exactly. exactly. You're right. Too many. Okay. All right. Now we have to figure out, okay, change gears to <laughs> basketball. Um, <laughs> so basketball's back. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> It's planning to be back. Tentatively back, tentative plan in place, as everybody knows, because every podcast in the universe has covered this. Yeah. Um, but but you know we've we've shared some of our thoughts, uh, particularly through that 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 megapod, super duper megapod, as I like to call it, last week. But uh, we'll we'll delve into that some here today as well. Um, you know we'll we'll start off though with. Uh, some thoughts that were posed to us or some questions posed to us on Twitter. And I will pull up exactly who brought this up because the Twitter handle is escaping right now. But while I do that, I'll kick off by saying what the question is, Paul, you can give some feedback. And this actually doesn't even look to the immediate future. It doesn't look to Orlando. It doesn't look to the fact that the Suns are in Orlando with an outside shot at making the playoffs but it looks forward to the future. And, and that question was, what do we think the Suns team will be capable of if we assume health, we assume that everybody involved in this group sticks around, but going to the next year, we have a healthy starting lineup that remains consisting of Ricky Rubio, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Kelly Oubre and DeAndre Ayton. Um, 
I think it's, I'm looking forward to that group. I really want that group to be around. I mean, we were, I think we, I'm on record saying when in the conversations that were happening before the season was suspended about wanting to like upgrade the power forward spot. And I'm like, that's not our issue. Our issue is upgrading our bench because our starting lineup is fine. I don't want to screw that up. It's a great unit. They work well together. They, the, the net rating is off is not off the charts, but it's it pretty was, close, like, pretty close. And it's, I, I believe. And if fun. I can interject really quickly, Paul, I think the, I, I believe that's that five man unit of all five man units that had more than 200 minutes combined this season, they ranked second. Right. Exactly. And it's, and it was with like something stupid, like a plus 20, which tells you how 20.2, if I'm not mistaken, which tells you how bad the bench was. So, I mean, it's clearly the, that starting unit is not the issue. And I mean, yeah, if we want to get an, upgrade at a starting power forward but i mean at the very least that's our closing fucking fucking lineup um yeah. unless we yeah. get christian wood your boy oh <laughs> who wants to win he wants to win and gosh he, i mean living like detroit can't be that great of a city to live in right i mean it's cold during the nba season kid rocks from there. kid Ro- no i mean is that really is that is that a negative i don't know he got pretty racist <laughs> Okay. I was thinking more of the music side of things, but Hey, okay. Um, and, and, and for the record, this, this was thrown out there to us on Twitter by at high underscores 19, just H I Z I underscore one nine. Um, and you know, Paul, I will, <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I'm excited about the, idea of that lineup being our norm for the starters next year. Uh, I'm also with you with respect to the idea of, do we really need to upgrade? The only reason I would look at saying we need a, and I won't even say upgrade, I'll say change is just because Kelly Oubre is going into a contract year. If he performs like he has over the past, you know, year and a half that he's been with the Suns and he stays healthy he might very well just price himself out of remaining with this team. So I could see there being a situation where it's like, all right, depending on where the Suns stand going into the trade deadline, whatever that might be next season, also whenever next season might be, uh, I could see reason why the Suns might say, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll move them. But based on how that lineup performed, if they can add pieces to that bench, like you said, they need to do, then at the trade deadline, I would think the Suns aren't in a position to sell. Uh, and 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 that kind of brings up the point too of and and this is something I actually discussed yesterday with uh, my cousin's husband, Sam. Sam, happy birthday! By the way, we're going to talk about you a little bit later in the pod, my friend. Um, but teaser, we we talked about this whole upgrade concept and the two names that get floated the most when discussing that are Aaron Gordon and Lori Markin. And neither are upgrades. It's never been hidden on this podcast that I'm a huge U of A guy, huge, but I'm with you. I don't think that either one of them necessarily upgrades. Yes. Now, if you look at, if you look at the, the, the other aspect of, you know, 
contract duration, you, that's, that's a different story. I can see the advantages of, of looking at one of those guys. Um, but if you look at it just from a straight stats and even impact on the team, as far as leadership goes and as far as energy goes, I don't know why either of those guys would be upgrades over Kelly Oubre. Right. I mean, yeah, th- there's a... Ubre brings intangibles that neither of those guys bring that, you know, he, I mean, yeah. Can Aaron Gordon do a crazy dunk that gets the crowd going? Yeah. But then does he like do a little head bob and like push-ups and those extra little flares of um, sauce? Does he, have be- does he have beautiful eyes? No. Does he have amazing hair? No. Does he have a kind of shitty clothing line? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Does does Aaron Gordon? He might. I don't know. <laughs> well, let me he let me a, ask you a, this. He has a diss song about Dwayne Wade. Well, I, if, Did you miss that? as as well he should. I know he has. I never listened to it to be quite honest. To but but he absolutely should because Dwayne Wade screwed him in the dunk contest this last year. But let me ask you this question. Yeah, let's put all of what we just said aside and let's assume that the Suns are going to make a move and the Suns are going to make a move for Gordon or for Laurie. Who would you take? Who would you rather have between those two guys? I would, I would rather have Gordon. And why is that? Because Laurie to me is a rather one dimensional player. He's, he's a shooting big. He's a better version of Frank Kaminsky a lesser version of Channing Fry, maybe equal version maybe. of Channing Fry. Not that those aren't good players to have, but with the team that the Suns have constructed, um, you know, DA though he's his defense has shown a lot of improvement year over year. It's still a question mark of what his ceiling is there. Booker is a below average defender. Gordon Aaron, to me, Aaron Gordon has has been severely miscast, particularly on that Orlando team as a three. He is a four. He is a modern four with the athletic. Plus, plus he's a really good defender. So you pair him with that athleticism, with DA's improved interior presence, as well as like right next to Mikhail and Ricky. You know, you can cover up whatever the hell Booker's bringing on that court. And you don't have to run plays for Gordon. I mean, you don't have to run plays for marketing either, but I just don't think he brings enough of a well-rounded game. But again, I'm not, I haven't really watched the Bulls ever in the last decade. Yep, <laughs> so that's fair. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the biggest U of A guy. So I didn't really watch a lot of U of A either. I'm not a big college basketball guy. So I don't really know who a lot of, a lot of these guys until they're in the league. You know, what's interesting is I, I agree with the points you bring up. I just agree with them from the perspective of Lori would be my preference. Okay. Outside of the defense part, because that, that's the, I don't think Lori brings that, but I think Markin has been miscast in Chicago. He's been misused. And I look at it from the perspective of, what are the Suns really, 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 really bad at shooting threes? I think that Markinen brings 
a higher potential from that level than Aaron Gordon does. Now, Aaron Gordon oh, hey, went hey, through right, a, yeah. a, a, a stint last season or the season before, or I should say this season or last season, where he was hitting threes at a fairly decent clip. But overall, he's not the best three-point shooter. I, I, I see him and Kelly being – well, I think Kelly's a better three-point shooter. I think overall they're, they're, they're very, very much a lateral move. Um, Lori, I think that if used correctly, could give that floor spacing that the Suns need. Now, Rick I'll say this is, yeah, do. and th- this is all with the presumption that Aiton doesn't necessarily stretch the floor at any point. And, I, I, and I've said before on this podcast, I think he eventually will start taking the three point shot. Um, but if you bring in Lori, I feel like at the end of the day, there's less need for him to do that. And you can really allow him to be an interior presence. Um, and, and I look at it from the perspective too, of, you know, Gordon gets a lot of his points at the rim. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he, uh, lane clogging and this NBA having a stretch four that can shoot. And even though Laurie's three point shooting did fall off last season, again, I think a lot of that contributes to his improper yeah. use by the bulls. So, oh. Yeah, I mean, he definitely would bring a very different look to the Suns than Gordon is, like, Gordon and Oubre are, like, two sides of the same coin, in a way. Like, they have a lot of the the same strengths, a lot of the same weaknesses. It's just, you know, some are a little bit, it's just, like, which ones are slightly better or worse than the other. Right, and and... Of course, we're having this conversation at the end of the day. It's probably not going to matter because I don't think any of that's going to happen. But who knows? Who knows? Okay, let's talk about the more immediate future. Um, Other question posed along with this is, what are the Suns' odds? How competitive will they be in trying to get a playoff spot in Orlando? And initially, the answer to that, just based on math alone, should be not very competitive. Right. Um, and that's saying, uh, okay, let's go back to last week and the super duper megapod. I said, <laughs> agree with me or not, most people will not. The Suns will go 8 0. Let's assume the Suns go 8 0. Even then, they still need multiple teams in front of them to yeah. at best perform four and four to get to that nine spot. Right. And the Suns have. Amongst these teams, one of the, if not the most difficult schedule, assuming the schedule is we're playing the next eight with teams that are there, which doesn't actually work at yeah. all. But but let's just say it's something close to that. I'm hard-pressed to see, regardless of the Suns, how the Suns perform, other teams falling off enough. And that's that's more of my thing when I look at it is – I can say whatever I want to say about what the Suns are going to go. It doesn't matter unless other teams cooperate. Right. I hearken back to, I believe it was like the, it would have been, let's see, the 08, 09 NFL season. And I remember this because I was on my honeymoon watching a Charger game while my wife, the angel she is, was not complaining about that. Um, (laughs) But the Chargers went into week 12 at four and eight. The Broncos went into week 12 at eight and four. And maybe it wasn't week 12. I mean, buys and whatnot. So the Chargers needed to go. 
the Chargers need to go four and zero. Broncos need to go and four for the Chargers to make the playoffs. That happened, and the Chargers made the playoffs. Here we're talking about a situation where you're looking at kind of the same thing again in 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 our hypothetical world, but you need multiple teams to fall down before the suns can climb up. And that's where I think the biggest impediment is. Cause again, at the end of the day, regardless of how the suns perform, it doesn't matter if other teams don't perform very, very poorly as well. And when the suns have a very difficult schedule and other teams like the Pelicans who play two teams, if we go again, based off of the next eight games, Pelicans who play two teams who are in the playoffs and those teams being the 76ers and the magic have a much presumably easier path to win at least four games, which well, I mean, if if Zion comes in this fat bastard, that's a fair point. (laughs) Paul, while you just mentioned Zion being fat bastard, I mean, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an outside shot, but at the, for me, I just look at it as, there are benefits for the Suns being there for, from the standpoint of we'll get we'll get into that Paul focus on the question here which is remind me how Jesus Christ <laughs> there's a lot of talking there how competitive <laughs> do you think the Suns are going to be in terms of landing a playoff spot I mean let's start with this what did you what did you what did you say you think their record is going to be I said I think the record will be four and four, and I was probably in the moment. I was one of the last ones to go because we w- did all the all the pod hosts last, and I said four and four, and I think I was one of three people who even went five hundred or lower. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and the and the other two being guys who are who are writers who have a little bit more of a outside have to be actually not homerish about this. <laughs> so, um I think I think they'll be competitive. I think they can they're probably going to be there. they're more there to almost play spoiler, especially yeah. cuz they're they're playing a lot of playoff teams. I mean, they're playing Dallas twice, they're playing Indiana, they're playing the Clippers. Um I think they sh- they only have one team of all Please correct me if I'm wrong. Of all the eight games, assuming that it's just their next eight of the teams that are playing, they only have one team that's not in the play, like already seated in the playoffs, and that's Washington. Correct. So, and they play none of the teams directly in front of them. Exactly. So they, they don't get the benefit of being able to do like like a get a full one game jump swing. on a mm-hmm. swing. Thank you. Um. I, by playing any of the any of the games, so they have like so many things have to go right. I don't see them actually making the playoffs. If it happens, I will. It'll be amazing. It, oh, like the miracle of miracles. A, that is a good word. Amazing is accurate. But I think they can go in there and I mean, just from the, some of the comments, like particularly like from Monty who like he's actually had weirdly like this break has given him an opportunity to kind of go back and actually like dig into like the numbers and the film and whatnot. And he sees how that lineup, that starting lineup 
that we were just talking about previously, um, like how good it is. Like, so when you're in the moment, like you're not, you're just so like into the weeds, you're not like really seeing the, you're not, sometimes you're not seeing the force for the trees. And he had, he's had the opportunity to step weirdly step back while the season's still going to happen yeah. rather than step back in an off season when there's, you know, variables that change. And like, you know, you're walking in, like no matter how much of the team returns, it's a new team with new dynamics and things like that. Um, you know, there is a little bit of that, but I mean, it's all the same guys. They're all coming back. They know their roles. They, they've had time to work in, and play with each other and kind of develop chemistry. I mean, I know it'll be a little bit rusty, but it's not like they're the beginning of the season where they're like most of the starting lineups brand new and you're trying to figure out roles and whatnot. And then you have DA's suspension and things. I mean, they are going to be testing for uh, performance enhancing drugs, not weed, but performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> DA, smoke all the weed you want, my friend. All the weed you want, buddy. All of it. Um, Just smoke it all. All the weed in Orlando is yours. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so I think they'll be competitive. It'd be, I'd love, I mean, who knows if it'll happen, but I mean, if we get that team that we were seeing at the very beginning of the year, mm -hmm. you know, when everybody was fresh, no injuries, not nothing, that would, that's a really freaking fun team to watch, yeah. you know, and that, that first game when DA, like what, didn't he have like five blocks or something stupid in that first game? Perhaps. I don't remember. It was so long ago. It was so long ago. But you know, you know, the, one, the one thing I hope, you know, you talk about Monty being able to kind of step back and look at film and really assess a team in a way that he normally wouldn't be able to mid season for lack of a better way of putting it. I hope he looks at the Eliakovo film a bunch and it's like, why do I keep, <laughs> why was I giving this guy these minutes? Let's take some of those out. I, well, I mean, I think a lot of that, honestly, it wasn't, he was the best bad option. I guess in Monty's eyes, I mean, what, whether he was wrong or not, it was like he brought a little bit of everything, but a little bit of everything isn't good at anything. <laughs> Whereas, I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to try to defend Monty playing Eliakovo. Well, I mean, like, like Javon can play the defense, but could he really run the offense? Not, not so much. I mean, was Eliakovo better at initiating a play than Javon Carter? Maybe. I, I think that Javon Carter's uh, defensive ability and his ability to hit the three far outweighs anything that Eliakoba could do in moderation. I'll just say that. That's I agree. I, I think Javon Carter should be the guy who's part of the lineup. I mean, you at this point, you basically run it of like R Rubio or Booker has to be on the court at all times. And yeah, Rubio's on the court. There isn't a bet. All our backups are all point guards, anyways. None of them can be on the court with Rubio at the same time. Yeah, you know, and 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 speaking of Rubio, like <clears throat> I've heard a lot of people kind of talking about, well, who's going to come back out of shape? Hopefully, Rubio doesn't because he's got the new kid. Yada yada yada. Look, I feel like everyone that says that they 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 haven't had little kids at any point because when my kids were little. Like I would come out of the house with like my hair on fire. Like I'm ready to go. Like I'm out of the house. I don't have to take care of an infant. Let's do this. Like whatever it is. I, I, yeah, but I your diet also goes to shit. <laughs> I could have played in the NBA back then. Maybe I don't know. Um, okay, obviously. Not. All right. Well, hey, let's build off of this. Let's build off of this because 
I think regardless of, again, what you look at the Suns potential being going into Orlando, how many games they might win at the end of the day, the more important factor is how many games the other team's going to lose. And any way you cut it, eight, no or not, it's going to be difficult for the Suns to find themselves in the playoffs. So that leads me into the question of, we're still going to Orlando. The yeah, Suns are still exactly. playing. What are you most excited to see out of the Suns in Orlando? And frankly, out of the NBA, if you really want to delve into that too, Paul, I'm not going to. It's been, it's been nine months since we've recorded. Yeah. I'm just going to keep upping that number. It's been nine. It's been 11 months. So whatever you want to say, go for it. But make sure you make sure you 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 bring the Suns into the conversation though at some point here. Well, I mean, I'll start off with the Suns. I mean, actually, what what I'm excited to see and what I hope happens is because there's not a lot else out there right now, and you know, everybody's super excited for the NBA to come back, and it's in this weird bubble thing where there it's so concentrated with like the activity and like the amount of games and like everything that's going on. I'm excited to have people outside of Phoenix actually see the sun, see the suns and realize how good Booker is like everybody or not everybody, but there are so many qualifiers on Booker that are unfair and inaccurate and other players who have, even worse issue issues or like, you know, deficiencies get passes on, but for some reason, why don't you just say Trey young? Why don't you just say Trey young? All right. You're welcome. Thank you, Justin. Um, you say you're welcome to, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I left it open for you to fill in the blank. Fair enough. Um, you know, he is a superstar. And this could be his coming out party. And that's kind of what I'm excited for. You know, he's had these little steps here and there. Like he finally made it to the all-star game, even though it was as an injury replacement, but you know, it's all these little things. Then like you hit that cresting moment of I'm, you know, I'm over the hump. I'm, I'm an accepted superstar. Right. And I'm thinking this could be an opportunity for that to happen, even if the Suns don't make the playoffs. If he balls out, if he, you know, wins some wins some games that weren't anticipated of winning because of him, um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um Mikhail, weirdly. Cause I mean it's not like he should I don't know why I say weirdly. <laughs> Just because he's not flashy, but, but like as a Suns fan, I like the what he brings. I like to watch him. Amen. That's more, more of kind of a lower key one that I don't think you're you see a lot on like the national stage. But from an NBA standpoint, like overall, I'm I honestly I'm kind of kind of be interested to see because it's going to be in these arenas with no fans. But because the NBA players are in a bubble, maybe they'll be able to be watching these games. You know, they'll go if they're not playing or they're not practicing or whatever. They're they're sitting in the stands watching their friends and the other guys play because like so many of these guys are basketball junkies as it is. Um, it'll have like a weird feeling, almost kind of like a weird like All Star game kind of thing where you like guys watching and like seeing guy seeing yeah. actual players reactions will to any like of them have guys camcorders doing, 
I don't know if they'll go in camcorder style, even though camcorders are apparently back. <laughs> I feel like it's only at the all-star game. It's only at the all-star game and it's only, and it's only like Booker and his friends. They like share yeah. one camcorder that <laughs> so they can film stuff and not put it, have it connected to uh, the internet in any way. That's, that's actually a brilliant, brilliant move. <laughs> But different um, different topic for a different podcast, I feel. Different topic for a different podcast, yes. But yeah, so I think that'll be kind of cool. Like it's like a on like a weird like kind of side note thing of like being able to like see LeBron because you know he's very expressive, like kind of like Shaq is in that. Oh, like, is, watching is he is he, do you think LeBron will hop in any layup lines in games he's not playing in? Just start dunking. Yeah. <laughs> He seems to, he he likes to do it with his kid. Why wouldn't he do it with other NBA players? Right? That's just LeBron. Just LeBron. Yeah, you know, LeBron. Right? You know, LeBron uh. side, but but he, you know, him like just like I said, there's a lot of guys who are very expressive, and watching them watch other guys, it'd be really interesting. Or like, even if it's like negative, like you know, they're watching guys, and they're like, you get like eye rolls or like. That'll be interesting too. They should, they should do a, you know how like everybody, uh, well, you know how they do like with the like the 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 national championship game in college football, how they have it broadcast in multiple channels with multiple different concepts. They should have a channel during NBA games that just has cameras on guys that might be there watching games. Okay. That would be sweet. I mean, it would it would bring the concept you're talking about to life. You wouldn't well, just have I, to hope I, I for like they, a random cutaway. I think they need a picture and picture it. This is assuming they let people come in and watch the games. Of course. Right, right. Well, but I'm just saying, I think it's a possibility because since they're all in the bubble, bubble yeah. anyways, and they're already going to be interacting with each other and playing and whatnot, it's like, oh, if they're these guys are in the stands, big deal. But at least it gets somebody in the stands to like particularly players like Ubre or whatnot who like do feed off crowds has somebody in some way shape or form to feed off of just just kelly fucking head bobbing at like nba players in the oh, crowd no. i love it i love that <laughs> what, what a concept that is what a concept i love it um all right i i'll oh if i may paul can i chime in too no Nope, nope. Mr. Mr. Just taking over conversations here. Um, so uh, what the Suns, what am I looking forward to? Two letters, one man, DA. Because much to the same concept you bring up about Booker, I feel like DA has the same opportunity here. I agree. I, I because agree. he's, I, I, in case you guys haven't noticed for the past season plus, because, you know, he's not through his second season yet, he's been compared to a certain other NBA player that got drafted in the same draft. Yeah. Who's going to come back fat? We, let's all agree on that, right? Yep. I mean, yep, yep, Twinkies. Yep. You'd love, you love Twinkies. It's fine. I, I, I feel like DA finally has an opportunity for, again, people to pay attention to the Suns, hopefully, and for him to really show off the development that he's gone through this season. We talk about all the time, as do Suns fans constantly, the defensive development that DA has gone through. 
and 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 his offensive game is is improving as well. And that that doesn't get and, and his defense gets some cred from national media, but you know the other aspects of his game still get overlooked. And I think now he's faced with an opportunity where if he has some of these games, let's, like let's see him put up a twenty and twenty like he did in New York, but do it in Orlando in this bubble with this limited uh, exposure to NBA games, this limited coverage, and then see what people are saying at that point. Um, right. I, I really think that this is an opportunity for him to make up some of the ground perhaps that he lost from sitting out 25 games this year. And, and I, I hope to God that he takes that opportunity up and actually performs. And I expect that he will because well, you go ahead. Know he's going to go at Pat Bev, you know, just mm, for sure. Cause he already right. took him out in uh in 2k. He has nothing else to prove with Pat Bev, though. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's booked. That's done. But, I mean, ultimately, it is good to play again, him. he has an opportunity to really show why the Suns took him number one. And he has an opportunity to show that to people who perhaps do nothing more than look at box scores and do nothing right. more than look at, well, I don't even go further than look at box scores, you know? And, and he also has an opportunity. I mean, th- this is a guy who has a personality that people outside of Phoenix I don't think really get to see. That can get exposed. That can get some that publicity throughout all this too, which, which I think is nothing more than good for him. Because at the end of the day, a guy that has that type of personality, I mean, let's think back to Aiton feeding popcorn to a bobblehead. Like right. <laughs> a guy who has that kind of mindset. That video of him singing with like Mo Bamba behind him playing the like blowed up guitar. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean that that kind of that the guy with that kind of mentality feeds off of, and it sounds bad to say, but feeds off of the attention that it brings. And it's gonna right. only allow him to get out of his shell more. Because at the end of the day, he's still notwithstanding the fact that he does stuff like that, he's still a quiet kid. And he's yeah. still a kid with very limited pro experience, mm-hmm. but him getting comfortable in that skin, I think would be huge for him just from a, from a mentality perspective. Right. Because, and, and, and maybe I'm diving too deep into this and maybe I'm psychoanalyzing it far more than I should, but you have a, you have a guy that has that type of personality, but at the same time comes across as a quiet human being. Mm-hmm. If he starts getting positive traction with who he is, then you might see him on the court translating that. Suddenly the passiveness that people complain about all the time with Aiton starts to go away because he's more comfortable in the skin. He's more comfortable with who he is. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But I think he's in a position now with the Suns playing in this situation where he has the opportunity to really allow himself to to c- come out of his shell in all aspects of his life. You know what? You know, I'd, I'd I feel so deep right NBA now. Do. I feel so deep right now. Just you know what? I'd love the NBA to do right now. I don't think they'd do it, but it, it would be an amazing opportunity to do it. Is you've got all these guys in a confined area, relatively confined. Film the shit out of it. Oh yeah basically create like a league wide hard knocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, 
but you're getting the guys interacting with each other on different teams, you know, cause that's the other thing is like, you know, you're putting these guys in an environment, you know, books, I think a pretty good recruiter. I like, I think he's got the, he's got the cachet within the players mm-hmm. at least that like, you know, they know he's like one of those guys who's got next. Um, and you know, Suns are one of the few teams who will have any really kind of, with the cap going down because of this COVID thing. I mean, I disagree with the way the cap's going down. I feel like they should make, maybe make an argument to annualize. Be like, okay, the season ended here. We were on track for this. Right, right. Extrapolate it out. Extrapolate it out. Be like, you know, but at the same time, it's like you don't know what next year is going to be. Like, are we going to be able to have – fan like what's revenue going to be because like yep. it's based off of the previous year's cap but that's assuming that the revenue is going to be similar if not better than next year to be able to pay for that so but and and, um, and, and, and don't you dare take money out of bobby s's pocket right now he's got he's got this no. beautiful practice facility to pay for for the well, most part. yeah i mean he, he needs it to play pickleball <laughs> i need to see this video but anyways, um, it'll be interesting to see if anything positive comes out of like relationship building. Cause like th- that was part of the thing that pe- like one of the knocks on book, not going to the Olympics is like, that's a great relationship building opportunity to right. be like, Hey, we like playing together, come to Phoenix. It's way better than fucking Boston or wherever, you know, that's, that's how like the, that's how the heatles started. That's kind of where that kind of really formulated itself. That's where Durant, the warriors kind of formulated mm-hmm. itself, you know, though. So having a similar, not similar opportunity, but at least being in a confined area where you're going to be interacting with people other than the guys on your team in more, um, you know, casual environments that more, like more personal types. environment on a regular basis. Exactly. Exactly. Not like a hey, we see each other every now and then. It's going to be a hey, we're in this, we're we're in the the the, you the, see what we're the doing Disney here. bubble. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see what we're doing here. You're on the shit. You know, hey, Christian Wood, you're on a shit team. You're a free agent. You see what we're doing here. Look, look how you would fit in. You know, except Detroit's not going to be there. Good point. But but the concept exists. I can't, I, can't okay, I forgot Detroit wasn't going to be there. Yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, oh, Bradley Chris, Beal. Christian Wood. Hey, Bradley Beal. Hey, Bradley Beal. Hey, Bradley you know, Beal. You, the only reason we're here is because they needed you to be here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, like you want to be that? You want to be that? You want to be that 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 team that's at the end of the end of the line? Because we used to be that, but now we're... And the only reason you're here is because every the rest of your fucking conference sucks and we needed to make it look like there was some type of potential opportunity for, like, competitiveness for the playoff spots because every other team that's not in the playoffs that's better than you is in the Western Conference and we can't just have it just be... Have a competition right. in the conference what, what what if they were just like you know what so the east is set we're just not going to worry about them you guys can have they don't show until, up until yeah, like, we'll see we'll see y'all later yeah uh, you know in fact 
you know, Toronto and Milwaukee is all we really need anyway. So let's not sweat it. Um, So question for you. Um, I didn't get a hold on. I didn't get to say my thing I'm looking forward to with the NBA in general. Okay. Good point. I'll be quick. I just want to see who's fat. Like (laughs) there are going to be players going to come back. Just like, you're like, Oh my God. Like, well, we know, we actually know Luca's fat. I want to know who else besides Luca is going to be fat. His trainer said he's out of shape. (laughs) But they're quote unquote, not concerned about it. Yeah. Cause I'm usually not concerned about NBA players being out of shape. Seems like something to be concerned about. I'm wondering if I, you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see this be the, the backlash to Luca. This bubble somehow becomes the backlash to Luca. Cause like, it's every one of these players that gets hyped early on does his thing and then falls back to earth a little bit. And then like the same guys who are hyping him up and saying the best thing at best thing ever start tearing him down. We, we haven't gotten that with Luca yet. He's, you know, granted, but he also, that's cause he played. Can you stop? Better. Can you stop breaking the rule of this podcast and saying his name, by the way, please God. Okay. Sorry. Voldemort. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> Continue. Um, and then he's the, uh, but you know, he comes in out of shape. He doesn't play well. You start, then people start nitpicking like his deficiencies, like defense. And, you know, it kind of bursts that bubble a little bit of, he's like the next Michael Jordan, which he's not. Nope. Nope. I, hey, you know, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, okay. You're going to ask me a question. What's your question, Paul? Yeah. So from what I've heard is there is an intention that they're going to allow teams to expand rosters because of concerns about COVID mm-hmm. primarily. I think that as of right now, they're going to, exp- what I heard was they're going to expand a 17. And I think, I think any player who has played was either NBA or G league in the last two years, essentially. So like during played this season, maybe not currently on a team, like, like a good example would be like a Tyler Johnson. He okay. played this season. He was cut. He was never resigned or guys who played last year, but were never picked up in the off season. Like, so like guys like J.R. Smith are still available. Who okay. would you like? To, and then there's obviously like the G league guys, two way guys, who would you like to see the Suns fill out their roster? Because I think um, well, does anybody have uh, a big sauces number? I don't know. What well, was he played was, in Europe? He didn't play in the NBA, right? So you're saying he, he played last year? Was he on the Nets last year? I thought it was last year, not this year. Last year counts. Like if you were in the eighteen nineteen season. So then you can or cannot be on a team. You can. So then, yes, yeah, he played on the Nets last year. Okay, yeah. So then that's the first name. That's the first name that comes to mind. I mean, here's the thing: okay, we can we can have this conversation, but like, what's the point? Like, if you add guys, you're adding guys just to fill to to move to move Eliakobo further up the bench, or to move Ty Jerome further up the bench. I mean, I don't know. I mean. I was thinking about – I wouldn't mind bringing Jamal Crawford back for this kind of scenario. Well, 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 well okay. 
but I feel like Suns fans have brought that up previously. And like, I, I just don't think that Jamal Crawford is coming back. If Jamal Crawford come to the Suns, replacing players or not, I would say cut somebody and bring them in. Like he's better than guys that they have right now. Right. Exactly. But, but, well, if, but if you're, you're if you're looking at it right now where it's basically like, this is a playoff scenario, it's playoffs from jump. And, you know, you need, you have no production from your bench right now. It, it's an opportunity. Like the Suns were looking to kind of grow. That's what they have like younger guys having like a Jamal Crawford wasn't mm-hmm. really in the plan. This gotcha. is a different plan. Gotcha. This is a, we have this small window have to win eight games we can't run Ty Jerome out there because he doesn't really do anything for us yet. Maybe in a year or two, he can right now. He doesn't Javon Carter brings something, but it's not kind of what we need. We need to be able to keep not be blowing leads with our bench. Yeah. A guy no, like I Jamal mean, Crawford. Abs- absolutely. Or 50 points at whatever fucking age he was. He's like our age, dude. He's like, I think he might be older. 39. Yeah. So, no, I mean, he's a guy I certainly wouldn't object to. Um, I just look at that whole thing like at the end of the day, (coughs) if you're bringing in a guy, Crawford aside, 98% of them are just coming in because he need a body. Yeah. And then then when you look at a guy like Crawford, it's going to be much like, uh, what was it? Reggie Bullock this year that got that got released like he's he would have been lovely with the Suns but he's they're going to go to contenders you know what I mean yeah he was a son no I'm not thinking of Reggie Bullock I'm thinking of Reggie Jackson yes thank you same concept though so I I, yeah I mean like I said I won't disagree with you that Crawford would be fantastic to to bring in but I, I I wouldn't object to them doing that ASAP. Um, but I just don't, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I don't think that you're going to see a situation where if the Suns expand the roster, they bring in more guys that they're going to bring in anybody that is going matters. to contribute because if somebody that could potentially matter is going to come into the NBA right now, they're going to go to another team because those other teams are going to have the same thought process. Right. Right. Well, I'd be, I'd be interested to see like, do they eliminate rules where it's like, okay, a guy you cut, could still be like you could possibly bring him back like could we bring back tyler johnson not that i'd want to bring back tyler johnson but, but just out there it, yeah wow, uh, it's, it goes back to everything we've been saying and that's a lot of it is to be determined to be seen yeah so. and i mean and this all could be scuttled if florida's coronavirus cases keep going through the roof yeah, they're they're almost. Let's not, as let's not talk. Let's not talk about that. I don't want. I don't want to talk negative. No downers. I don't, I don't like it. Basketball is like back. No downers. So okay, let's let's close out this episode by uh, I alluded to this earlier. Paul, you had a little a little Twitter Twitter back Tiff. and forth <laughs> Tiff. with 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 our friend Sam. I mentioned earlier. Would yes. you like to go into that? Because here's what's going to happen here. I I am going to at some point before this pot is over force you into agreeing to a bet with him 
about something that won't be determined for probably a decade. So <laughs> at least. So let's let's dive into that just as if, if if at worst momentarily, and then and then we'll sign off and talk to all of you lovely listeners in twelve more months. So Evan Sidery posted a tweet uh, back on June seventh, saying that only two players under the age of twenty five have carried forty eight, thirty six, ninety shooting splits with sixty percent true shooting percentage on high usage. Those two players are. Kevin Durant, and as is wont to do with Devin Booker and Suns fans is finding how he's in a very, very small population of people who do a certain stat combination. Sam, your cousin-in-law? Sure. (laughs) Fake Um, cousin-in-law, whole different story. Responded to that tweet saying, yeah, but the Thunder won 60 games that year. I followed up with, but the Thunder also had three future MVPs on that team. And he said the Suns have zero on their roster. And I said, how do we know they have zero? And then he asked how, Sam asked, how much are we going to bet on this? And I have not responded. As you said, you're going to talk me into a bet, aren't you? So my point with my response was saying that the saying an individual player's stats and the success of the team are two independent things. They, they one affects the other, but there are too many other variables to be like, to be discounting one player's production because their team didn't win as much when the remaining players around that player were significantly better and history's at least proven that they were very, very good. Um, it's unfair to say like, okay, we shouldn't be comparing Booker to, to Durant. I mean, they're very different players. So it's, it's kind of, it's comparing raw stats or even advanced stats like this. It's like they do different things. So it's kind of unfair from that standpoint, but it is a, only two guys have done this. That is, I mean, yes, it's kind of picking and choosing stats, but they're pretty basic stats. Right. S- saying that they're, at the end of the day, Sam's saying there are no MVPs on the Suns roster. Yeah, there were no MVPs on the, on the Thunders roster when Durant scored these stats, had the, the stat lines. So it, it's a... F- May I interject? I'll see an argument. May I interject? Let me let me boil it down. First, first I'll say this. I will say that the idea that Durant was playing with future MVPs only further emphasizes, further underscores, further make, make makes more impressive Devin Booker's ability. If you're saying the talent level he was playing alongside with was lesser, because ultimately having better players around you presumably is going to help you be a better player as well. That aside, I want to boil it down to what the argument I think actually is. He says there are zero future MVPs on this team. You say you can't say that yet, right? Right. Are you saying that on this Suns roster right now, we have a future MVP on our hands? Well, I'm... 
Remember back to 2012, 2013. Would you have said at that time that was not that was not what I was going to expect you to respond with? But go on. <laughs> would you have said at that time that you, you ex, that you thought that James Harden could be a future MVP in this league? No. Point so eight. your your entire point is we don't know, but you're not committing to there being a future MVP on the Suns team. No, I'm, I'm not committing that there's a future MVP on the Suns, but I'm also saying that there's... How dare you disrespect Devin Booker not. like that on this podcast? I, I'm saying that we can't close the door on the possibility is my argument. Sam's closing the door that there's a, poten- a potential future MVP on this team. So you, so So at the end of the day, there's zero bet here because you're not willing to say there is. Right. Well, geez, this was all for naught. You could have told me that before we fucking got into this, Paul. Yeah, I'm going to... So you're not saying Sam's wrong. You're just not saying he's right. I'm saying Sam's wrong. Sam is... Sam. So is you're saying there is a future MVP on this team? No. Sam is definitively saying there is not a future MVP on this team. You can't definitively say that. So he is wrong. Okay. I'm just saying there could be. Okay. Okay. I don't know where to go with this from here. Cause I remember what I was saying earlier before we started recording when I feel like I'm wrong, I'm just going to be quiet. I get you. <laughs> I get you, Paul. I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, I guess I won't get a bad out of this after all, unfortunately. All right. So yeah, bet, that said, a bet, a bet to, uh, in 14 years, <laughs> Sam's going to tweet me randomly. Pay up. <laughs> um all right. 55 all right let's uh let's in 14 years who's gonna be 55 none of us right okay i'm 51 that's you're still not right you're not gonna be 51 in 14 years 52 there you go why are you asking me don't you know how <laughs> old you are jesus christ paul okay no i forget let's, them. let's wrap it up now that's, that's the sign right there and I might just cut out all of that because that went zero direction right there. Not one direction, zero direction. All right. Okay, so, Harry Styles. Hey, there you go. Paul, I yeah. feel like I should not ask you this right now, but any last thoughts before we sign off? It could be for a year. We don't know. So you're just looking forward to basketball. I know that's what you're going to say. So don't even bother. Okay. As always, I got a like haircut. we say here on, you got a haircut. It looks good. Like we say here on Fanning Flames, we appreciate you guys listening. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul. At Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. You can find the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. You didn't call me out on this earlier on all of your podcasting platforms and on brightsideofthesun.com. And yes, right. I forgot. I'm out of practice. Thank you for listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning. Good afternoon or, or good, good night. evening. Jesus Christ, Paul. Just wanna hear you say-